Professor, tem mais de 30 conselhos, hein? Mais de 30, mais de 30, mais.
yeah, it was like one of those like split second decisions that you make. And it's just like your body moving. I'm sure he felt like, oh, why am I doing this like midway? Yeah, yeah but apart from that, I, I think Arsenal played well due to wearing an all red kit as well. Yeah, felt they like, should maybe just stick, even though it hurt my eyes, maybe they should just stick with that for the rest of the season. Or big not, Ajax vibes. You know? Big Ajax vibes, dude. Yeah. I got team goals, all red kit. It was great. Yeah. Odegaard scoring. Odegaard scored, yeah. Odegaard's been playing really well. And I think the relationship, I mean, it's weird because I feel like he and Smith Rowe are like, they're similar players, and maybe you want to find a way to have both of them in the team, but there's no – like, they kind of cancel each other out. And I know Smith Rowe hasn't been, like, 100% fully fit lately, but the relationship that Odegaard and Saka are developing over the last few months is, like – I mean, it's only – it's a good problem for Arsenal to have. So it, it's like a – but, like, when Odegaard got signed as that, like, future wonder kid for Real Madrid for God knows how many millions, that was always, yeah. like, the, how are we going to fit him in the team when we've got 19 number 10s already? Yeah, like, yeah. They still had Ozil at that time and, like, yeah, yeah. like Cristiano Ronaldo. And, and, he was and a, now he's he was just, also like, like, what, 16 when he signed for them? Yeah, now he's just doing that to, to Mil Smith-Rowe. <laughs> yeah. So it's like yeah. you can't be in the team now. I'm the 23-year-old. I'm a, yeah. Now <laughs> I'm Mezzidozel and you are me. <laughs> Which only spells good things for Arsenal fans. I mean, imagine if they had like a prime Ozil, they wouldn't ruin that whatsoever. No, there's no there's no way that would happen. No, no. no. He's such no a good player. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's, it's not like the script. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not like the script writers got really lazy with this one. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Burnley. Yeah. I mean, what is there to say about this one? Um, the sooner Burnley get relegated, the better. I'm just, like, kind of tired of seeing them. Uh, Reece James they were really good in the first half. And man. Chelsea fans are shit, shitty people. Oh, yeah. And that yeah. kind of sums up, <laughs> sums up yeah. the game for me. Reese James good, Chelsea fans bad. Yes. Uh yeah, Google and, why Chelsea fans are bad. Or just yeah. go on just go on Instagram and seeing how many people have posted thank yous to a certain somebody. Yeah. Uh, and it just I, seems like it just is always happening with Chelsea fans. I really wanted to like delete social media last week, ladies and gentlemen, until Nick and Naj reminded me that I've got a podcast that was like it was good to be on social media because that's where a lot of our people find where we're doing stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, true, but I'm just going to have to be depressed all the time uh, <laughs> because, because like, football fans are terrible. Yeah. And you can't just yeah, watch I mean, booty-shaking TikTok videos all day. You have to get... You have to see some football. Yes. This is just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, Tuchel had the right response. Um... I guess as strong as he could have been without calling out Abramovich. Um, but yeah, what did he say? He said something along the lines of there's no room for a second opinion. Like, you know, it's the moment of silence, the, you know, the mo- the minute of applause, whatever it is, is there for one specific thing. It doesn't matter if it's like Ukraine or, you know, 
a fan that died or whatever it is, why they're doing it, why they have black armband, whatever the occasion is, like you're not, whatever it is, it's rude to interject anything else into that moment. And especially here, we're not talking about like, obviously it's sad whenever anybody dies, but this wasn't like some 90 year old former player that like, died of natural causes that everybody was expecting this is like an ongoing thing where hundreds of people are dying and being displaced like every single day and not only is it like you're chanting and interrupting that but you're chanting the name of somebody who is like very close with the person who's committing war crimes (laughs) like is producing this steel for the tanks that like are (laughs) rolling through ukraine right now like it's just and yeah, you could say it's a it's a minority of Chelsea fans who see way support. It's not emblematic of the entire fan base, but like I struggle to think of another team in the Premier League consistently in the Premier League that, that this consistently happens with with their fans. Yeah, I yeah. Even West Ham try and like hide it. Yeah, <laughs> like. And, and City just don't pay attention to it. Their fans, like, just don't even know what Yemen is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, wait. Uh, the brother of our owner ran over his business rival in a car <laughs> and, and then just shocked him with cattle prods. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which is why, like, so many of these things about, and I don't want to get too much into, like, another discussion, but we talked, Nash and I talked about this a little bit last week where it's like these sanctions and everything like that it's like they're so uneven and inconsistent like inconsistent across the board and only just now they're talking about putting in like a test a human rights test into the ownership like testing (laughs) like where was that this entire fucking time it's like yeah you could be guilty of war crimes, but if there's any financial regularities, like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, like, oh, just... shit. The Premier League isn't officially broadcasting your country. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, bad luck from Chelsea fans. Um, I don't know. The league, we could talk about the league having more stringent rules. I don't know who is going to come and buy. Chelsea, hopefully they put to a more stiffer test than Newcastle was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Isn't it supposed to be like, I, I think he's Swedish, uh, but even he's like, there's no billionaires like Roman Abramovich anymore yeah. in this. Well, I mean, this, like, you know, there, there be people who say like, oh, United fans, you know, the Glazers aren't great. It's like, you know, talking about morality from like a man united fans point of view and like don't get me wrong the glazers are shitty people and they might be parasitic capitalists but they haven't fucking killed anybody (laughs) that we know that we know of yeah for real (laughs) they haven't been actively involved in like geo like international conflicts and geopolitical drama and torturing people and Chopping people up, like I don't know the amount of tears I've I've shed in the USA might be geopolitical drama thanks to the Glaciers, but yeah. I, I I think that's just like me, and apparently yeah. if I if I just say I somehow 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have any democratic <laughs> diplomacy. <laughs> yeah. But I think I do in my head, you know? Yeah. But they definitely, yeah, I don't know. Man. It's a, it's a, like, I, I just don't get it by, I don't just don't get it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what Chelsea fans are fucking doing. Like, it doesn't make sense. It's, it really like the, doesn't make like, sense. That's the thing. It's like, I can never understand that. Like, it's like the same way as like, a, like you said, like a white person can never really truly fully understand what it's like to be subject to racism, right? Like, and I, there's no such thing as reverse racism before anybody fucking comes after me. But it's the same thing for me. It's like, I can't fucking fully understand what would drive somebody to do that because my brain just like does not fucking work, work like that, that way. <laughs> like I was sitting here, even if it's like for a minute of silence for somebody that I hated, like I would just be like, you know, like cheering on his biggest rival. Like, in the, like you sit there and you shut the fuck up. Like oh. <laughs> I, 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 that's like the disrespect that it, like that it takes to do something like that is just ridiculous. And it's a bad look for Chelsea fans. It's a bad look for the club. Dude, as it was well. like I was trying to find it while we were kind of talking about that. And that's why I couldn't like find the thing. But I read somewhere today and I like wrote back to the person, but then decided that was gonna delete it because that's why I got rid of social media in the first place. Yeah. But they posted like, oh, hopefully he sells the club and just gets to buy it back again next year. And I was like, Yeah, God, if that fucking happens and if you want that, then I don't know what my brain yeah. will do like it'll just turn well, that, upside well, down. that goes with like the news um that i saw something today where it's like everybody thinks that like russia has been suspended and been kicked out of world cup qualifying but they still technically haven't and yeah. fifa like there are people behind the scenes of fifa who are just kind of hoping to reschedule it in june and then everything will be there won't like won't be any more war by then. <laughs> Wait, just reschedule the World Cup or World Cup qualifier? The World Cup qualifier. Just reschedule that in June and just hope for the best. Who yeah. did? Uh, who does Ukraine play for if everything goes Russia's way? Like, what happens? The <laughs> what happens then? Do they just get exactly, to take their yeah. best players? Yeah, idiots. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine that. That would it's be just, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. You summed it up pretty well. Reese James good. Football fans, shit. Uh, right. West Ham, Liverpool. I will talk about why this game makes me sad after we actually review the game. But West Ham were really good. I thought they held Liverpool to a 1-0. Liverpool seemed to be doing some good things as well. But didn't yeah. have that like finishing touch. At any point, uh, Diaz looks like he's just that guy for them, like fits in perfectly. Yeah, I mean, so a few people uh, maybe laughed a little bit at me when I said Liverpool had the best transfer window in January just from bringing him in, him in. But like, I mean, it's like it's almost like buying Minamino but better. Right. Yeah. Like if it's depth and like we see it, we saw it when they were missing players for AFCON. I mean, Jota stepped up, but they were kind of just not as good of a team. Um, and yeah, you can't 
continue to just – I mean, you can if you want to just continue to run Mane and Salah and run them and run them and run them. Eventually, they're going to tire out. It's not really a sustainable model, no matter how good a shape they're in, um, especially with the way <coughs> – excuse me, Klopp and Liverpool play. Um, but, yeah, I mean – He's insane, and he was good at Porto. Anybody that watched him in the Champions League um, or just watched Porto at all for the last two seasons would have seen that. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, they're good. And they would have been rooting for – we can bleep that out. I broke my moratorium. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, I was yeah, going to say something. They're putting, they're, they're putting pressure on City, which not a lot of people thought would have been possible in the last, like, a month or so ago, two months ago. Yeah, It's all going to come I, down to when they play each other. I was going to kind of end my I'm not talking about this because it was like watching West Ham against Liverpool without Declan Rice and them creating chances and like putting on pressure and actually sticking to a game plan. And I don't care what Scott McTominay says, even if he does secretly flick off the camera every two seconds. <laughs> you fucking gave up, you prick. You fucking yeah. gave up. Oh, I don't care what I do. I, like, I don't care. Talk about the backroom stuff. Like, that. I'm not... I'm, I mean, I'm a part of it, but not really a part of it. It's like, bro, chill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, without Beckham Rice, them doing this type of performance, I, you can't be bad at losing a one nil, like a one nil against maybe the best team in a pen like that when your team looks like they have fucking tried. Yeah. And not just given up, and your manager isn't just constantly like kind of. He somehow looks like the oldest German school kid, but whatever. Enough about that. That game didn't happen. It was just a fever dream in my head. And we did not go to the sheep. Yeah, it's crazy how the technical director of Locomotive Moscow is doing a good job with Man United. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Everton Spurs, man. Uh, yeah, Everton looked real bad. It's almost like a goal scoring midfielder. <laughs> I put this squarely at the feet of Frank Lampard because I watched this game and, like, what were they even fucking doing? Like, Dude, the they, way they, they were they, – like, they, like, Anthony Gordon wouldn't have been playing right wing back unless he was explicitly told to go play right wing back, right? Like, the way that they were set up made no fucking sense whatsoever. And then you have, like, Decore almost playing, like, a number 10 – yeah, and Donnie yeah. behind him. <laughs> Donnie behind him. And then you have Allen left to do like everything else, which he can't, you know, he, maybe at one point in time he could have, but now that Allen is gone. And then you have Mason Holgate, Michael Keane, and Seamus Coleman as a back three. Uh, I felt bad for Michael Keane just on that own yeah, goal and that getting was like, taken off. But, like, like, I mean, Frank Lampard's like fucked his confidence by pulling him off, like basically yeah, you know, at halftime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was playing particularly badly. I mean, as relative to the other defenders in there, John Joe Kenny was poor, like really poor in this game. He was nowhere to be seen relative to the back line. 
except for the one time that he was the deepest fucking player keeping Harry Kane <laughs> on side. And, like, any other time, like, that left wing position was just wide open. Like, Matt Doherty was doing whatever he wanted out there. Um, They were just slicing through the middle of the field. And at no point did he try – like, you made some substitutions, but at no point did he try to make any kind of, like, tactical adjustment that I saw. At least not one that was, like, significant enough to change anything in the game. I just think uh, Frank, yeah. Frank Lampard's, like, only – was like the, probably the like well not probably definitely the wrong option for Tottenham. I know he's I know he's like English and like fans wanted that. You mean Everton? I mean Everton, yeah. Yeah. But he's only managed a derby team that had the best players in the championship, so obviously they were going to win anything because. Obviously... And they didn't even get promoted. They didn't even get like close to promote. Like I mean, they got close, but they didn't. Get promoted, like, with, yeah. With the team that they had, on and if he was that good of a manager, they should have been pushing promoted. for promotion, like easily promoted. But yeah, yeah, I mean, and then Chelsea, who got rid of him pretty quickly, yeah, and, and then won the had, Champions League directly afterwards. And they definitely had all the players that they needed to do that. Then, yeah, like who did yeah. they bring in? Thiago Silva. Because Kai Havertz was already there. Thiago yeah. Silva and Lukaku? Lukaku only came this season. So it was, it was just Thiago Silva. And then they... Yeah, so he's not a very... Even when he's got all the toys that he could possibly want, he's not going to play with them well. He's just going to break yeah. them. Uh, and it's like he's yeah. just too... He, I don't know if he's trying to... Over, he's overthinking things or not thinking about it too much, but like... I mean, I, this is uh, this is a Spurs team that, as Gennaro Catuso would say, sometimes may be good, sometimes may be shit. But they, they but they set up the same way every single time, right? Like I, I'll, I'll tell you what, and they've on, set up that way. They've set up that way consistently over three managers now. Yeah, they play differently, but the formation and the way they set up is relatively the same, and the focal points of their attack are the same. That's like. I don't know why you could think you could why Frank Lampard thought he could match Antonio Conte with a back like a back his back five against him, their back five, especially when your back five is John Joe Kenny, Anthony <laughs> Gordon, Seamus Coleman, Mason Holgate, and Michael Keane. Like I just I think you've got Hugh Son just like doing what he wants. He should have scored a hat-trick. Yeah. I don't know how he yeah. did not score a hat-trick in that first yeah. half. Yeah, he easily should have had a hat-trick in the first half. But yeah, I mean, Frank is just I like I think I said last week they have too much quality to go down. They're one point above the relegation zone, but they do have two games in hand. Um, but yeah, I don't. If I'm an Everton fan, I don't want to go into next season with Frank Lampard. Oh, as my manager. I, I mean, you might want to do it in the championship. When he has the yeah. best players, and you might get yeah. third. <laughs> but, Maybe that's yeah, the long con all this time. Just get yeah. him in the championship. And then have Rafa a championship-level manager. Rafa Silva, uh, not Rafa Silva. Um, Rafa Benitez, kind of, I put that right at the, squarely on the board. Well, that was a doomed appointment from the jump. No, there is no way any fan, any anybody who actually cares about Everton would have fully accepted him 
maybe they could could have gotten ninety percent on board, but there's no way that club was ever going to fully accept and fully going to buy into Rafa fucking Benitez. Whoever okayed that idea, probably Marcel Brands, which is why he's out now. But like, yeah, but I mean, like they're kind of as a club. There's a lot of turnover right now. They're in a period of transition. I don't think Frank Lampard is the guy to lead that transition. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they've got their own Russian ties that they're kind of dealing with. They're, there's a bit of a, I wouldn't say tumult, but like it's not smooth sailing over at Everton right now. Yeah, you know, I the mean, players that they have, at, like, I don't know, should have just left it with fucking big dunk if this is how they're going to play, right? <laughs> I reckon Dunk would have got a few more wins, to be honest with you. You probably wouldn't have gotten beat 5-0 today. You probably would have pu- pulled somebody off the field and punched them in the face in the locker room at halftime. And the <laughs> players would have been too scared to do anything else other than at least get a goal back in that game. Yeah. This, yeah, this was yeah. a, a rough one to watch. Uh, it was. It, it, it wasn't even it. one of those that it's like, oh, their goals and it's exciting. And yeah, it was just uh, like secondhand embarrassment almost for Everton. Yeah, and if uh, if uh, Tottenham do play on this weekend, my biggest betting tip would be Harry Kane to score twice. Don't know who they're playing though. I just feel <clears throat> yeah. two or more goals for Harry Kane in his near future. And there's probably somebody named Harry who's going to get booked, but I don't yeah. know. It might be maybe Harry Winks. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe another Harry. If there's another Harry playing in that game, you could bet. There's a there's see something today about somebody named Harry who has gotten booked more than any other center back in the Premier League over the last three years. Yeah, it wasn't it, was it wasn't like I think it was something like 32 clean sheets to 24 yellow cards or something like that. I don't know. It it wasn't like it wasn't the same Harry that dummied it to an opposition player five yards off his line. It might it? I think it was the same. I think it was the same Harry. Yeah. I can't remember that really happening this week. Yeah. Uh it must have happened at some point, though. Yeah. I guess good dummy. Sure. If he was playing for the blue team, maybe. Yeah. Which blue uh, team? Chelsea? Yeah. Of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. On that note, should we take a break and come back with yeah, our best Yeah, I guess host? we could take a break because there's no other games <laughs> to talk about. no today. other games. <laughs> 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 This is Swens, a.k.a. Shades, and we want to thank you for always listening to our podcast. Speaking of podcasts, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Now, let me break it down for you. First, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. Shout out to our listeners who are over there in France, London, and all across the world. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make in a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Garden Parties, ladies and gentlemen. And it's your best time, uh, my best time of the week, where we tell you the best matches that we personally watched uh from this weekend 
United, unfortunately, didn't play, and I usually pick a United match. And we talked about pretty much everything else on the first thing. So I just wrote, there is no football this week on the notes. And uh, Naj didn't get back to us when we asked him for his. So, yeah, that that that's mine. Uh, my match of the week was Watford Arsenal because they were just good game, good goals in this one. Yeah, it was it was good. My player of the week uh, is Paul Pogba because if there was football this week, Paul Pogba would have probably been the best player at Man United, and he definitely wouldn't have come off in the 60th minute to get replaced by Jesse Lingard. Because uh, that, like, why would yeah, a manager don't... do that? Why would a manager do that, Nick? I didn't, it, it, like, even I just know. saying it out loud stresses it's me weird. out. It's weird. And it's especially weird because he's done it, like, three weeks in a row. And each of those times, it's made our team worse. Yeah, I I couldn't imagine even... I could imagine trying it out once just to see. It's a little bit different. Yeah. It's crazy. Woo. But then it's but like, then... oh, oh, let's start Pogba on the bench and then bring him on in the 60th minute. Then what happens? We play better for the last half an hour of the no. game. Who would have thought that? Oh, man. Uh, uh, Nadge wrote for his player of the week, Phil Foden, which I can only imagine means Phil Foden's mom because we're still reeling from that video. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, Phil Foden's mom beats people up. It's great. She can take a punch, too. Yeah. And punch yeah. back, which is more impressive. Yeah. Um, my player of the week was Bukayo Saka. Because after a week of scaring all the people in the locker room by turning his eyelids inside out, he came out and got <laughs> a goal and an assist in this game and generally looked really good. He's so, he is so good. It's like weird to think as well that he was just like quite a good left back at one point. Yeah, and now he's just like <laughs> he played the like the young first the forty, league. like the first forty games of his career. He's just like silently putting in a good shift at left wing back, and now he's like, actually, guys, I'm a right winger. I'm better yeah. than most of them out here. He's the best. He's had more goal. Imagine having moments. youth players that you could grow, help grow and cultivate, and you know didn't plateau and turn into prima donnas and start playing like shit. Yeah, no, that'd be nice. I mean, that'd be cool. And maybe that's what happens when, uh, I don't know, you don't just try and buy, uh, like, shirt sales. Like, you just, like, yeah. buy players that actually fit yeah. in your team. Kind of like what Liverpool do. Would be nice to, I mean, I mean, but Liverpool was shit like until like what seven or eight years ago. Uh, oh man, yeah, must like must be nice, must be nice to be a piece of shit. Eh? I guess so. My shirt of the week isn't shirts, it is a it's Arsenal's red shorts. I don't know why I liked it so much, it was just. I think it's because I couldn't work out what was different about the kit for like a yeah. 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, shit. And I was yeah. like, it looks better. And then it, it does have Ajax vibes. And also, yeah, I think it made them play better in like a weird way for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Just changing out of Arsenal's usual kit made them play better. Yeah. 
Like they're yeah. just like, oh, we're not Arsenal anymore. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do silly things. Uh, yeah, did anybody? Nobody got sent off in this game. Very on Arsenal, like, and I it's the red shots. There was already enough red yeah. on the pitch, so they were like, we don't need to get a red card. There you go. This is only because I only thought of these things as well because I was bored because there was no football this weekend. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Naj went with the OT, O203 Lech Poznan shirt, which I'll have to look up. Yeah, I did not look this up because I was too angry at Naj. And no, we do not have him hidden somewhere, like in a basement. Uh, he just couldn't make it. Uh, He's just prioritizing other things over us. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a nice shirt. It's blue and white, but like dark blue, like Chelsea. And not that other type of blue. It actually looks a lot like the Ukraine kit from the same year, uh, but is white instead of yellow. Shout out to Ukraine. Shout out to all of the Ukrainians out there. Uh, my turn. My yeah, shirt of the week is the shirt Wolfsburg Wolf, Wolfsburg wore this week. Um, they just took their standard home kit, and instead of having the VW logo in the middle of it, they replaced it with a peace sign. And um, I think they also painted a peace sign in their center circle, if I recall correctly. But yeah, nice gesture. I think they're donating um, proceeds to something. <clears throat> I can't remember what it was they said they were donating, but yeah. A nice touch from Wolfsburg. Yeah, it is a nice touch. Germans seem to be doing uh, things really well at the moment. Sort of like they did horrific war crimes. Like maybe then they, <laughs> then they acknowledged them and then, tried yeah. to atone for them. Yeah. I wonder, like, pretending they never happened and forbidding people from teaching about them. Almost and firing like people for talking about them. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Can you imagine living in a country where you just like killed millions of people and like enslaved them and made it really hard for them to vote or get married or buy a house for hundreds of years and then um, decided that you just never did any of that? I can't think of a place like that. Yeah, it would be wild. It would have sent me into like sh shattering depressions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <On a> daily basis. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> uh, Louise. Speaking of Germany, though, and, uh, and this is an aside, right? Because, like, I was reading about like some of this critical race theory shit, and one of the things they said was that they that like I think in Florida they put out this whole pamphlet about what teachers are and aren't allowed to do, and they're like, you're not allowed to ascribe blame to any particular group, so you're not allowed to say who enslaved. <laughs> black people and when it came to like they specifically mentioned the holocaust too it was like um like there wasn't one group of people that was, was like done to or by like you're supposed to like teach it in broad terms and they're just like so what am i even fucking supposed, supposed to, to say, say. <laughs> yeah 
just six million people spontaneously died in Germany and like nobody had anything to do with it. Anyways. Uh, Moving on. Shout outs. Shout outs this week to oh damn critical race really man. What a, what a time to be alive, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that spun me because I also I also like listened to something this week where it was the people in Florida that were at like the whatever they're calling it, like We Love America Day convention. And it was like clips of them being like, Yeah, we like Putin. Like it's great what he's doing. Like yeah. I, I it's a Christian company country, it's a white country, and I would like I would want to keep it that way too. And I'm like, oh my god, guys, like this is what yeah. you're subscribing to. Oh jeez, yeah, but on aside from that, shout out to my missus who is obviously Ukrainian, and shout out to all of the family in Ukraine. I hope they kill Putin. Uh, they have killed two good, I mean, two of the Russian, like, high military leaders today, and took down, like, 68 aircrafts, according to all reports. Uh, shout out to my mother, shout out to my cat, uh, who's been very cute today. Shout out to Theodora, shout out to Black Sheep, uh, shout outs to Icarus, shout outs to P's and Q's, shout outs to Lego, shout outs to Bluebird Distilling, uh, shout outs to literally nobody at Manchester United Football Club, uh, apart from me because I'm now part owner. Shout for shout out to, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm still in a bad mood, so only a few people get shout out. Um, I will shout out my mom and my brother, and I will wish a very, very, very happy birthday to Hatem Ben Arfa. Uh, I hope his day was brilliant. I hope it was better than mine. I hope the 35th year on this earth treats him well. Um, and also shout out to, I hope I got her name right, Shiva Shawai, who um, the woman from Iran who came to England to Devon for her graduate work. And after a lifelong um, football fandom was able to go see her first professional match. Um, I think it was Exeter City this weekend after 36 years. Shout out to her. And shout out to all women in football. Shout out to Jules Breach and Alex Scott. And yes. Yeah. Shout out all to right, it's been going on. Oh, actually, that reminds me before we end this. I nearly sent you a meme today. It was a young Mbappe, but he was instead of surrounded by posters of Cristiano Ronaldo, somebody had photoshopped different Ben Arthur photos around him. Yeah. <laughs> so um, who, who does it? Who is it who does like the picture that those uh paintings, the doodles? Yeah, uh, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, he's got one like that. Shout out to Spread Salon. Yeah, shout out to Spread Salon too. Yeah, DM uh, me that this morning. Yeah, sp- yeah, you guys 
actually, there's more shout-outs. So I'm just in a mood. But yeah. on that mo- yeah, I can't talk about football for that long, dog. No, I'm, like, I... I'm so over it, and I'm so glad Nadra wasn't yeah. here. I tried to hold it together. We'd still be we going, about, yeah. We just about got through it. Yeah. Without me just going off, doing whatever. Uh, yeah, so on that note, guys, it's been Gardo Parties. Come and play football with us at 321 North Fairmount Avenue at 7 o'clock or 6.30 tomorrow. I mean, Tuesdays. Uh, yeah, we're going to have some cool, more cool stuff coming to you very soon. Hopefully more football-related uh, pickups and whatnot. And maybe a little live show. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you on that one. But keep your eyes peeled. Uh, yeah, Spring Autumn Parties. Peace. Long sleeve service. <laughs>